Can you hear me now? Nope. It'll come. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. I'm going to... I don't have much time. And it's also my fault. I'm trying... I'm going to be quick today. So... When I was 16 years old, it was the first time that I heard God's voice in my mind. It was the first time that I heard him. And I was like, wow, that's what God sounds like. And when I said yes to him, when he said, Paki, come follow me. I said yes. I didn't say yes to God just so he can take me to a beautiful place. I said yes to God so he can take me to where he wants me to be, even when I don't like it. And I was reminded of that uh, this past week in Luke, I think it was Luke 9. Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. And you must pick up your cross daily and follow me. And I'm still on that journey. You heard last week, you heard the news. The good news is this will be my last day. That's the good news. The greater news is that God is not leaving Linden Alliance Church. Right? God is here. And I wrestle with this. I say, God, what about this? What about that? What about this? What I just started leading worship for the children upstairs. I love it. I did not know there's a little kid in me. And watching that little kid every Sunday coming out, it was I was surprised. I surprised myself. And then I started preaching to the kids. I was like, oh, man. Now, I thought I was a simple man, but now I have to make everything even simple. Is simpler a word? I don't know. English is not my first language. Today, it is a word. I have to be more simpler. So I'm going to miss that. Okay, back up here a little bit, bro. About two and a half years ago, I was minding my own business over there at Lost Creek Welding. I was running around there, you know, do what I do, something that I enjoy and love doing. Two and a half years ago, God spoke to me, and it was from Matthew. I'm not going to read the thing because it's going to be way, way too long. And he spoke to me through Matthew 14. Uh, verse 22, all the way to the end of, of that chapter. But this is the time that Jesus walked on water. Okay, I'll read a little bit here. Verse, I'm going to pick up on verse um, 25. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. 
But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. And he is my favorite guy. Then Peter called out to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out, to come to you walking on the water. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come and walking on water. And Jesus said, yes, come. This was two and a half years ago. I said, Lord, you want me to walk on water? I mean, it's water, bro. Can't walk on water. I want you to walk on water with me. So I wrestled with this, and I, I, I sensed that God was calling me to left my boat and start walking on water with him. And I said, what is my boat, Lord? What is my boat? He said, where do you feel most comfortable? It's like, aha, now you're talking. It'll be my job. I love my job, what I used to do. I knew almost everything about it. I walk in the door. I know exactly what to do. I didn't need God because I know what to do. It's like, are you willing to leave your boat and walk with me? And one of the things that stood out to me, he said, on your every step, I want you to trust me. I will tell you where to put your foot. And I had this picture of me blindfolded in a room full of obstacles, which I don't even know what it was, where they are. And all I could hear is God said, okay, I want you to take one step to your left. Okay, stop there and wait. Okay, right now, I want you to take five steps forward. Ah, no, no, no. Your left. Start from your left. I had that picture of God telling me exactly what to do, where to place my foot. So I left my boat, my welding boat. It was aluminum, by the way, nice and light. Problem with aluminum, it's too soft. They break. Maintenance is too high, ran out of money. So, well, no big deal, Lord. I can leave that aluminum boat. Maybe I'll get a steel one, maybe stainless. And then this came. Linden Alliance was my, uh, my stainless boat. Got into this boat a year and a half ago because he told me this is what, where I'm supposed to be. Love it. And I don't know if you guys remember. So this decision for me to move on, it wasn't an overnight thing. This is something that has been staring in my heart for the last six months. Right before Christmas, God spoke to me through the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. I preach on this. I don't know if you remember that. I don't even remember what I said. But I'll remind myself today. Right before Christmas, this around November, God spoke to me. Uh, Gospel of Luke, Luke, chapter 5, from verse 17 to 26. Nope, that's wrong. Chapter 5, verse 1 
to 11. And this was the story when Jesus came along, came to the shore, and he noticed there were two empty boats. And apparently this was a fishing community. So technically, it should be more than two boats. But there were only two were available. So Jesus got in one boat and happened to be Simon Peter's boat. And he said, well, can you push it out? And he started preaching to the people. And after he preached, he looked at Peter and said, hey, go out to the deep end and throw your net for catch. And Peter goes, oh, man, bro, we worked all night. But if you say so, I'll do it. And I remember saying, it's amazing when God speaks to you through your own words. So at the very end of that story of uh, chapter 5, Peter did what God asked him. He threw the net anyway, and it was the greatest catch of his life. And according to the Bible, as soon as they landed, he left everything and followed Jesus. And I was like, okay, hang on. What happened to the fish? How about the boat? How about the nets? How about all that stuff? And I remember as soon as I said that I was up here and I, this thought came to my mind. Paki, are you willing to leave all of this? Are you willing to leave this behind and follow me? Again, like what I said, the Bible is like a double-edged sword. This is what it meant to me. And from that day, I was like, okay, Lord, what are you doing, man? I have a good thing going here. I have a really good thing going. I enjoy those kids upstairs. I love playing with the kids. I love leading worship here. This has been my family for 14 years, ever since I came around. My wife has been coming to this church since she was 13 years old. So you're asking me to leave this. And I was thinking about Peter. All his life he was a fisherman. And this day was the greatest catch of his life. He was willing to left that behind on shore and follow Jesus because he knew that Jesus is so much greater. Jesus is so much better. And of course, I do what I had to do. Ash and I were chatting here and there, back and forth, and she started questioning, questioning me about this and this and that. It makes me mad. Just don't question me. Just say, yes, sir. I'm with you. I know. Of course, that night, that night we went our separate ways, kind of, you know. You know what I'm talking about. You know, I went to bed, and then I turned and looked out the way. I usually don't sleep like this, but this night I did. Just because. And then uh, fast forward, every, almost everything that, that I listen to and talk to when I pray, I really sense God is calling me out of the Alliance Church. I'm not leaving Linden, and that's the tricky part. So... You're not leaving Linden, but you're not coming to church here. That's exactly what I just said. So, God, what are you up to? I'm going to stop there. 
I'm one of those dumb people that when God speaks to me, I don't ask why. Because why is not really important to me. Why won't change anything to me. I am more interested in, interested in where and when and how. Most of the time, I don't get the how. I just don't ask why because it's just not important to me. But that's me, right? That's Paki. He's weird that way. So fast forward, and I was going through the Gospel of Luke, and then I came to chapter 8. I talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago already. Luke chapter 8, it has something to do with boat, in case you're wondering. And uh, chapter 8, verse 22, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat, started rowing, rowing on the river. And then, uh, yeah, I know that song too. Love it. Can't sing it though. Um, so the storm came. They were all freaking out. So they, because they were so scared, they went and woke Jesus up. And they were, the Bible says they were shouting, say, Master, Master, we're going to die. So Jesus got up and do what Jesus do. In time the storm, everything was good. And he looked at the disciples and said, where is your faith? I was on this passage for a while because I felt God told me to, 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 to camp on that part of, of, the, of the story. I want to say I was there for about two weeks. I read the same thing day in and day out. The first thing that stood out to me was the question that Jesus asked. He said, where is your faith? And then one Sunday morning, I read it. And the first part when Jesus said, let's cross to the other side of the, of the lake, it, it jumped out to me. And I was like, uh-huh. So you want me to cross to the other side of the lake with you? I felt like that morning, I sensed that God was saying to me that morning, Paki, it is time. Come with me to the other side of the lake. And maybe going to the other side of the lake for you is something else. This is what it meant to me. Going to the other side of the lake, it will take action. And guess what, Paki? When you go, there will be a storm. And I get that. Not everyone will understand why Paki do what Paki do. And that's okay. But I'm more interested, interested in stepping into the will of God. And then it, it started to make sense to me why Jesus said, where is your faith? Because in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Okay, so back up a little bit here, bro. What did Jesus said? He said, let's cross to the other side. They weren't on the other side yet when the storm hit, but they were freaking out. Did Jesus said we're going to perish here? Or did he say we're going to go to the other side? If he said let's go to the other side, guess what? You're going to get to the other side, bro. 
And I was like, oh, that's why he said, where is your faith? Because I already told you we're going to go to the other side. Am I making any sense? And I was like, whoa. But Lord, where is the other side? It took me back to the welding shop. Remember that? Your every step, you're going to have to trust me. And this is where I find my peace and hope. Yes, I don't know where I'm going with my family. But one thing that I know for sure, and I really believe that with all my heart, my destination is in, in his will. And I'm stepping into that. That's what I'm doing. So thank you. This place gave me freedom. Lots of it. I have, you guys gave me the freedom to be me. You gave me the freedom to be me and do what God is asking me to do. And that is huge. And I know that I, I don't think I will get that anywhere else. I could be wrong. And I want to thank you for that, for putting up with my awesomeness. It's the worst way I can describe myself. It's been awesome. It's been fun. And I've been, I, grow, I grew so, so much in the last year and a half doing this, doing life with y'all through the pandemic and all that. That was fun. It was awesome. But I'm going to the other side. So what happened? Why are you leaving? Nothing happened. God said, cross to the other side of the lake with me. So where is the other side, Paki? When I figure it out, you'll be the first one to know. I'll let you know for sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm done talking. I just want to thank you for being part of our family. And uh, it was good. We'll see you guys around. One more thing. So I want to leave you with this. Because Jorge was like, yeah, but, you know, like this and this. And I said, you know what, bro? I thought about those things. I said, Lord, what about the children? What about worship? What about this and this and that? You know what he said to me? Is it your church or mine? It's like, oh, <laughs> yours? Yeah. It is my church. I'm going to look after them. Yes, sir. Do your thing. And in that, I'm okay with it. So. So we're going to pray for Paki, and I just want to invite Ashley, if he's around somewhere, uh, to come here. I know Ashley loved this, and the kids. And uh, I want to pray for the, the Mahi family. And I want to invite the elders, too, to come 
And if you want to come here in the front and lay hands on them, we're going to pray for them. Paki was in, in the elder board when I came here uh, for the first time. He was the, fir- the one who called me Hejo. <laughs> and, uh, and he was praying for me when I came here. And uh, Paki and I, we are good friends. But I'm so excited for the, the journey that God is going to do with them. So it's a mix of emotion. Yes, it hurts, but it's excited. And it's always it's good to be where God wants you to be. So we're going to pray for the Mahia family and their kids. And we're going to send them out as they go where God leads them. We're gonna, just going to pray for them. That God will use them in a powerful way. Wherever they go, there will be a big blessing. The, the same way that God has blessed us, there will be a blessing there. So, Father, thank you so much for the Mahe family. It's been more than 14 years, and you have used this place to... Um, in so many different seasons. There's moments that we just were camping in the valley of death. and You used them to camp with us there. But also there was moments that you took us out from that land and, and we rejoiced in your presence and you used them to be with us. So today, God, we, we want to send them out Whatever, whatever you want them to go, go with them. When the confusion comes with the, God, I pray they can hear your voice. So we pray that you can quiet the voice of the enemy. That you can open the doors that need to be opened and close the doors that need to be closed. So use their gift. I pray for the, the, uh, for the whole family. Use them. So God, wherever they land, they can uh, continue preaching the good news and uh, singing to you and leading people to worship in the same way, in better ways that you have used them here, God. So thank you for Ashley. Thank you for the kids. Thank you for Paggy. Thank you for his friendship. Thank you for his gift. And God, this, this year and a half, you have used them to be a, one of our pastors. You have used them to be an elder. You have used them to be a, just a worship guy. And you use them to be a friend with us. Thank you so much for what you're going to do. We bless them. We honor them. And we send them in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you guys.